Luke 1, verse 6-7. Both of them, Zechariah and Elizabeth, were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's command and decrees blamelessly, but they were childless, because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Welcome to Debbie DeVries Podcast. Uh, Each week, I systematically walk us through a portion of scripture in order to help give a greater understanding of the character, the undeniable presence and faithfulness of God. Elizabeth was not able to have a baby. Her condition uh, was actually very similar to Sarah, Abraham's wife. They were both old. Verse 6 tells us that Elizabeth was very old, and because of this, she had no hope of getting pregnant, except, except, nothing is impossible for God. Now, her childless state would have embarrassed her. Contextually, contextually, we know this, and I'll explain that in a minute. But verse 25 tells us this as well. Elizabeth states, the Lord has done this for me. He allowed her to get pregnant. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Elizabeth and her husband, just for a little background here, they lived in the hill country of Judea. Uh, We see that in verse 39. It's a very small town. Uh, Her husband was a priest who served in the temple for two weeks of the year. And they were country people, more than likely farmers, close to the earth, lived a simple life kind of couple. Both of them were senior citizens, again, well past childbearing years. I guess you could say that they were common people, with a huge heartache, living ordinary lives, that is, until God stepped in. Now, Elizabeth and Zechariah would have prayed for years, asking God to give them a child, and the answer seemed to be no. And the problem with this, not being able to have a baby, in Elizabeth's day was children were considered a blessing from God. You see, a child, especially a son, gave you social status, economic security as your child, your son, would take over your family business and your son, he would carry on your family name on into the next generation. And all of these things are very important. Therefore, if children were a blessing from God, well then to not be able to have them, general consensus would have been that you had a curse on you from God. Those who knew or came across Elizabeth and Zechariah would have thought, more than likely, hmm, they don't have kids. Well then, they must not be following God properly. They must not be obeying his law. They must not love him enough. They must not trust him enough. Therefore, God must be unhappy with them. Hence, a curse. Now, because Elizabeth was childless, she would have lived with shame. She would have carried shame around like a backpack, carrying it with her everywhere she went, because someone would always be be speculating, raising an eyebrow, or passing judgment. There's even the possibility, great possibility, that Elizabeth thought there was something wrong with her in God's eyes. Even though we are told in verse 6 that she was careful to live upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and regulations blamelessly. There are so many rich things to talk about when it comes to the account of Elizabeth and Zechariah. We could talk about the angel Gabriel, who was sent by God to give a message of promise in regard to their prayer being answered. We could talk about how he gave a message of hope and 
in promise of a miracle. We could talk about Zechariah and how he lacked faith, even though he was talking to an angel. But God is not limited by our shortcomings. Seriously, my friends, praise God for that. We could talk about how Elizabeth was way past her childbearing years, but God is not limited by our physical limitations. We could talk about how God has something far bigger in store for Elizabeth. Uh, it's interesting to note that God was actually going to give them a child, but in his time. And this child was going to be way more than what they were asking for. They wanted the blessing of a family that would carry on past themselves. But God has something far greater for them. He was going to give them a son, a son who would usher in the Savior of the world. God heard their prayers, and he said, If you will, if you will, your story, Elizabeth, is part of my grand story, grand story. Even if you can't see it right now, you are concerned about your family line and that it's going to die out. But you, Zachariah and Elizabeth, are going to have a boy, a boy who will grow up to be the, the chosen man who will prepare the way for Jesus, the long-awaited Messiah. We could talk about how Elizabeth was the first, uh, the very first, actually, to sense the change that came with Jesus. There are so many great things that we can talk about. And in a sense, in short, I guess we just did. But for today's podcast, verse 6 and 7 are, are where we're going to stay. They struck me. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly, but they were childless. This verse does not, does not mean that she was perfect. Nobody's perfect. But what it does mean is that she loved God. And she lived her life with a heart dedicated to God, His law, His love, and His promises. And even though she loved God, there was still a problem. Elizabeth was not able to have a baby. Verse 6 and 7 are here in this account, not a story, an account because it happened to make it very clear that God had not forsaken, forgotten, or put a curse on Elizabeth because of how she lived, nor could the childlessness be used as a measurement of how little or imperfect her faith was or how imperfect her life was. She wasn't perfect, just like you and I. But God is saying, nope, not the case. There's not a curse on her. I love her. She loves me. Can you relate to Elizabeth? Do you have a longing that comes from the deepest place of your heart? Have you been praying and asking God for something Something that is very important to you. Maybe a child like Elizabeth. Maybe a husband, a friend. A mended relationship that has broken your heart. Maybe you're even praying about a promise you feel that God has made you. But your prayers seem to be unanswered. And your request, unfulfilled. Do you question? Is it because God's mad at me? It's a great question. Worth considering? It's worth pondering. I have. And I am inclined, I, it's sad to say, that I am inclined to entertain this kind of thinking. When I have unfulfilled 
heartfelt longings, one of the first things that come to mind, my mind, is God unhappy with me. It plays with my head. Can you relate? So here's the thing. We can do everything right, so to speak, and still have pain beyond measure in regards to unfulfilled longings. You can follow God and still suffer great disappointments. What do we do with this? What Elizabeth was going through was a really big deal for her. What is your greatest disappointment? How do you handle it? What did Elizabeth do with her disappointment? Oh, we're not being told that she was bitter, angry, distracted, or lacking faith. No, instead we are being told that she was a woman who lived upright in the sight of God and followed his ways. And again, let me say it, this does not mean that she was perfect. It means she lived with her eyes and heart focused on God. My friends... Elizabeth is a woman who has gone before us. Different time, different culture, maybe a different longing, but maybe not. But she is a woman just like you and me. And she has set an example for us. She is a mentor for us, if you will. We know her pain didn't go away. Verse 25 tells us that. The Lord has done this for me, she said in verse 25. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away, away my disgrace among the people. Even in her old age, she felt the disgrace of not being able to have a baby. It didn't leave. But neither neither did her trust and love for God, even though her pain was real. I don't want to diminish it in any way, but as a real woman who walked, talked, and breathed on the same earth as you and I, she's gone before us. And what is she doing? She is pointing us to God, not bitterness, not anger, and not self-pity. Not being able to have a child was a huge problem for her on so many levels, and yet she points us to God. Through her actions, she is telling us, keep loving God, keep serving him, trusting him, living for him, keep following him, keep following his ways, keep reading your Bible, keep talking to him, keep praying, even if you have disappointments or heartaches. Elizabeth seems to have peace, even though... And she's showing us how and where it comes from. God is her answer. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. Once again, Elizabeth is pointing you and I to God. She lived with unanswered prayer for years. She knew heartache. She knew unfair judgment. She knew disappointment. She knew discouragement. Month after month, year after year, no baby. Can you relate? Figuratively speaking, what's your baby? What is it? Looking back on this account... Be encouraged 
and don't stop giving or don't give up in asking God for whatever it is that troubles your heart. God said, and it was to be. Again, he is not, 100% not limited by our human condition. He doesn't change. But would you also consider looking at Elizabeth as a mentor? She had no idea what God had in store for her. She lived most of her married life. Actually, Jewish tradition tells us that she was more than likely married by the time she was 14. Therefore, she lived most of her life not knowing if God would give her her greatest desire and then, more than likely, giving up on her greatest desire. Would you consider, like Elizabeth, each of us not perfect, but living our life with our eyes fully focused on God, on God, fulfilled, hearts desired or not. And may God say of us that we are righteous in his sight through Jesus and that we live our lives observing his laws and, com and commands blamelessly. Will you follow the way of our mentor, Elizabeth? I'm so glad that you were able to join me on today's podcast. You can learn more about me and my ministry at debbiedevriesministry.ca. It's my desire that through this podcast, you are drawn into a deeper relationship and a clearer understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, as we spend the time to get to know God the Father and Jesus our Savior as revealed through the Bible. I would love to connect with you. My social media links and email address can be found on my website. Let me know if anything I've said on the podcast has made a difference in your life. Leave me a review or shoot me a, a personal email. But until we meet again, keep reading, keep reading on, and grow in your relationship and your love with God the Father, Jesus, His Son, our Savior, through the Holy Spirit. Amen.